This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the Capitol building is one of the largest phallic symbols in the entire state. The 22-story structure was built in the 1970s when Reuben Askew was governor, and if you approach from the east on Appalachian Parkway, you will understand immediately why old-timers call it Askew's Erection. Speaking of which, two lawmakers from Orlando have filed a bill to crack down on flashers. They want to increase the penalties and make it easier to prosecute weenie waggers. A South Florida lawmaker wants to repeal the Florida statute prohibiting same-sex marriages. It was overruled by the U.S. Supreme Court four years ago, but that language is still on the books. Florida's first lady cancels a trip to South Florida after six schools, including the one she was supposed to visit, went into lockdown. If you're still having trouble adjusting to daylight savings time, Senator Marco Rubio feels your pain. He wants to put an end to the twice-a-year time swap and stick with daylight savings all year long. Today on Sunrise, we go in-depth with FSU President John Thrasher and find out what keeps him awake at night. It might surprise you, but this has nothing to do with the mediocre performance of the football team or his search for a new coach. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the latest news on Florida Man, including the bank robber who told the teller he gave him too much money. And now, the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, November 22nd. Florida's First Lady had to cancel her visit to South Florida Thursday after the school she was scheduled to visit went into lockdown. Casey DeSantis was scheduled to appear at Freedom Shores Elementary School in Boynton Beach, but Freedom Shores and five other nearby schools went into a code red lockdown after a man was spotted with a pellet gun. Officials in the governor's office say the trip will be rescheduled. Two state lawmakers from Central Florida want to make flashing a felony. Scott Powers from Florida Politics reports that Senator Linda Stewart and Representative Amy Mercado filed bills in the legislature this week to make indecent exposure of sexual organs a third-degree felony, punishable by up to five years in state prison. Right now, it's only a misdemeanor, and the law requires cops to actually catch a violator in the act to make an arrest. Making flashing a felony would allow officers to obtain an arrest warrant based on other evidence. Stewart and Mercado say this change would also allow law enforcement to take action before a flasher has an opportunity to do it again. They cite a case in Orange County where deputies responded to nine separate incidents where one guy repeatedly drove into populated areas, opened his car door, and then exposed himself. State Senator Gary Farmer of Fort Lauderdale has filed a bill that removes the words husband and wife from Florida statutes and replaces them with the word spouse. Ryan Nickel with Florida Politics reports the bill would also repeal the statute that defines marriage as a legal union between one man and one woman as husband and wife. That section of the law also states that unions between same-sex couples are not recognized under Florida law. That provision was ruled unconstitutional back in 2014. The state appealed the decision, but the appeal was put on hold while the U.S. Supreme Court reviewed the issue. Then in 2015, the high court issued its landmark decision stating that the right to marry is a fundamental right, which wiped out state laws that refused to recognize same-sex marriages. Now, this is the fourth year in a row Farmer has filed his marriage equality bill. In all that time, it has yet to be heard by a single legislative committee. Score one for Marco Rubio. The senior senator in D.C. has convinced four more of his colleagues to sign on as co-sponsors of the Sunshine Protection Act, which would make daylight savings time permanent. No more spring forward and fall back. The state legislature approved that concept last year, but it takes an act of Congress to make it happen. And a total of eight senators, six Republicans and two Democrats have now signed on. Now, some folks would like to stick with standard time year-round. Others prefer daylight savings. But either way, most of us appear to be fed up with the semi-annual time tinkering. Neurologists say changing the clocks, as we do now, is not healthy. And a study by J.P. Morgan says it disrupts the economy. Next up, the president of Florida State University talks about what's wrong with FSU. But first, let's do some business. This is Sunrise from Florida Politics. 
A lot of people give their opinions on politics and not just the talking heads on cable news. Everyone has an opinion. Sometimes a gentleman's wager can be the best way to tell how much someone believes their own spin. That's why you should check out what Predict It is doing. Predict It is like the stock market, but for politics. Instead of buying and selling oil futures, you can buy and sell shares in everything from who the Democratic nominee will be to if the president will be impeached. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Sunrise listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L. It's been five years since former Florida House Speaker and State Senator John Thrasher became president of Florida State University. A lot of good things have happened since then. FSU raised more than a billion dollars through its Raise the Torch campaign. And the university went from 43rd to number 18 in the U.S. News and World Report ranking of the best public universities in America. But there are still some challenges. He's been spending a lot of time over the past couple of weeks searching for a new football coach. But that's not what keeps him up at night. Thrasher told members of the Tallahassee Tiger Bay Club, hazing on campus is far more troubling. When I spoke to you in January of 2018, I had suspended uh, all of the Greek life activities in the wake of a hazing death uh, of a fraternity pledge. The suspension gave us time to develop uh, new policies and procedures and support what I believe is a healthier and safer environment for our university. You also might be wondering why you're still reading about fraternities and sororities in the news. In fact, there was an article in the paper this morning. Well, I would argue that a major culture shift is underway and that our efforts are working. Students and parents are more educated uh, about what constitutes hazing and more likely to report incidents. So we have lost a few more in the last, uh, in the last year. National organizations, though, are taking action and police and prosecutors now have stronger laws to enforce. And I can assure you this, though, as long as I'm president, FSU will be unyielding in our efforts to punish those who cannot abide by the rules and do not put the health and safety of their members and pledges first. I believe that those that are staying and are remaining understand that, and we're going to have a more, more robust, I think, culture in that system. There are many wonderful fraternities and sororities uh, on our campus, and they truly are. They provide leadership to our campus. And they, if they're about service and philanthropy and fellowship, they'll survive. It's that simple. They've been working for years to change the Greek culture on the FSU campus, and Thrasher says the job never really ends. Many of the things that are going on have to be incremental. We have to continue to, to talk about them every single year, almost every single month to re-educate the leadership of our fraternities about how we feel about those values and certainly about how we feel about hazing. Abs absolutely no tolerance for hazing. And I think the national organizations feel the same way. If you look back at the ones that have been actually suspended from campus, it's really the national organizations that are finally stepping up and they're making the decisions on those, on those fraternities and sororities. The second thing that keeps FSU's president up at night is the number of crimes occurring on campus and in the entire community. I'll tell you what keeps me up at night, and it's about the crime in, in Tallahassee. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not pointing my finger at anybody. I'm just simply telling you the facts. Recently, we had some robberies right on our campus and other incidents that frankly captured the attention of our students and, and their parents. And I can understand why. Our police responded by, by increasing our officers and patrols around the residence halls and other areas, and we were able to apprehend a couple of those uh, folks who had committed those, those robberies. 
And I appreciate all of what our local law enforcement folks do. I really do. I appreciate our, our local uh, Tallahassee police, our, our county police, certainly, and certainly our FSU police. But it's not, you know, what keeps me up at night is not worrying about a football coach, not worrying about the rankings. It's a concern about crime and the impact it could have on this university for years to come. And I hope uh, as a community, I hope as a community we can all work together uh, to address this issue. I don't have all the answers, but I'm certainly willing to participate and do whatever we can do. We all, though, every one of us need to be aware of it and we need to be concerned about it, in my opinion. I, I think uh, everybody in this community deserves to feel safe and, and uh, I think certainly the parents who send their children to Florida State University want the peace of mind when they send their kids here so that they know they're here for the right purposes of studying and doing the things that they're supposed to be doing at college. That's why we're a city of, of greatness and uh, frankly uh, with three great uh, great uh, higher education uh, institutions. But we got to make sure we, we deal with this problem. Thrasher says Florida State, Florida A&M, and Tallahassee Community College will all suffer if parents around the state decide their kids are not safe in Tallahassee. Time now for your political calendar of events. The Florida Board of Dentistry meets at 7.30 at the Omni Hotel in Jacksonville this morning. The Florida Education Association continues its bus tour for education funding with three appearances in Orlando Friday and at Camping World Stadium in Orlando on Saturday. The Revenue Estimating Conference meets at 9 in the Knott Building. That's across the street from the Capitol. Staffers for U.S. Senator Marco Rubio hold mobile office hours in Pinellas County starting at 10 at the Gateway Chamber of Commerce in Pinellas Park. Harry Hosler, a professor of public policy at Georgetown University, will talk about immigration law during a meeting of the Economics Club of Florida that starts at 11.15 in the FSU Alumni Center in Tallahassee. The Budget and Finance Committee of the State University System's Board of Governors will hold a conference call at 11.30. That's followed by a call of the full Board of Governors. They'll be discussing their legislative budget request. And time once again for the misadventures of Florida Man, who reminds us every day that mental health is a fragile thing. A 36-year-old Florida man is accused of stabbing a woman over an undercooked potato. Kenneth Crumpton is charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, namely his fork. The victim told police he stabbed her in the head with the fork, but Crumpton claims he simply threw it at her and it glanced off her head. The woman was bloody, had multiple stab wounds, but refused any treatment for her injuries. And a 73-year-old Florida man is accused of robbing a bank in Palm Beach County wearing a Donald Trump Make America Great shirt. Sandy Hawkins said he was armed as he handed the teller a note demanding $1,100. The teller counted out $2,000, but Hawkins said, too much. He only wanted $1,100. When deputies showed up at his home later, Hawkins confessed and gave them the handwritten note he used at the bank. It read, give me $1,100 now, no alarms, hope to get caught. Turns out he got his wish. That's a wrap on this edition of Sunrise. We're back with fresh episodes on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, but the podcast will be taking off Thursday and Friday for Thanksgiving. This is Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee for Florida Politics.